Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. 
the voicemail of Larry Dorman, Council for Public Affairs. Please leave your name, number, and a brief message, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thanks. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Yeah, I couldn't. leave the number yeah. just in case. Yeah. I said he's, he's no. probably on his way, so we'll give him a few minutes. But there you Good. are. Glad How are you? Me. Good. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing fine. Uh, I was most interested on uh, some of your comments on Trump's picks for his cabinet. Some are surprising. Some some retreads. I'm not too excited about, but. Is there anyone in particular that you're really worried about or anyone you That's like? a really good way to – yeah, that's a great way to put the question. Um, I mean, overall, it's just a cabinet of um, billionaires and people who don't like government and want to dismantle um, the agencies they are heading and um, dismantle the laws that – some of the laws have been put in place. So, for example, you've got a billionaire – uh, Betsy DeVos, who uh, is a proponent of charter schools, um, no, like heading up education. You know, the Commerce Secretary, well, uh, Ross, has a lot of baggage. Um, Disappointed mm-hmm. Linda McMahon, head of small business. Um, you know, his head of EPA wants to get rid of environmental regulations. So, I'm, you know, visibly unimpressed. Well, they have to be approved, most of them, anyway. You know, the other one. I but with the Republican, with the Republicans in control, they'll get you know they'll get approved. Yeah. You probably get most of them. But the two, the two that I I really don't quite understand yet is the uh, Secretary of uh, Treasury and the Secretary of Commerce. That you know that that eighty year old guy who's uh, that billionaire and uh, yep, the Ross. other guy. Uh, yeah, uh, Mnuchin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that guy. Yeah, I mean he's a chump. He's only worth fourteen million dollars. <laughs> uh, right. He's not even right. a billionaire running. Well, what the hell is going? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Give, <laughs> give the people, give the people what they want. You know, I, I really am in the uh, mindset. Folks voted for this guy for president. Um, they didn't want Hillary, so um, you know, not, Hillary may not have been the best candidate. But what, you know, what did people expect when? Uh, a guy with terrible impulse control um, uh, became president, and, and a, a you know a, a billionaire who inherited his fortune, you know, hadn't a successful businessman, is a compulsive liar. 
um, there's a whole lot of issues. And, you know, um, this is who people uh, elected, uh, at least through the Electoral College system elected. So are we surprised? Um, he's going to appoint a labor department head who's going to try and dismantle labor laws. Um, you know, it's, it's really, you know, we're, we're looking down the precipice of disaster. Well, we'll certainly see what happens. I mean, I'm, I'm really not very happy at all about the – I didn't like his position on education to begin with. And the person he appointed, I, I don't like at all. There are a few things that, that we seem to forget already is that these people are not appointed yet. You know, they, they haven't been uh, – But it's a Republican – well, it is. It's a Republican it Congress, Leo. Who's gonna Who's gonna fight their uh, nomination? Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, the Democrats well, can't stop it. There's, a, there's some pretty frightening people there. There's no question about that. But uh, yeah. you know, oh. look, this is um, this is also a byproduct. I mean, you know, the the Democrats helped create this situation too. We shouldn't forget that. Um, when you play down the center all these years and don't distinguish yourself. Um, you're going to lose votes, and that, I think that's partially what played out in the election. So, oh, Dem- oh, Democrats who have been trying to out Republican the Republicans um, are now <laughs> firmly in the minority. Lost the presidency, we're going to lose the Supreme Court. So, you know, Democratic uh-huh. Party's got to look. They've got to look at themselves and acknowledge the role that they've kind of played in, in this disaster that's unfurling I mean, itself it's- too. They still appointed Pelosi as their leader. I mean, that was shocking. Right. Come on. I don't even know if I was shocking, Lila. It was just, it was like surrealistic, you know? Um, You know, a symbol of, you know, a symbol of your torpor. Don't you realize your house is falling down? It's about time you put in a foundation that wasn't crumbling. And they, and they got this guy. Did you see the guy that they're 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 considering for the DNC? All right. Uh, Ellison. Ellison. Oh Keith God. Ellison. This guy came out the other day and said Demo- the Democratic Party should just represent blacks. That's what he said. That's what he said. What a crazy. Right. I mean, this is the kind of guy that he wants that uh, they want for uh, DNC. But uh, worse than well, that. You know, they think they're gonna they're gonna galvanize people. Joe Biden might run for president. Oh, in 2020. In 2020. I yeah. mean, really? He'd be what? he'd be 76, right? I don't think that could happen. I mean, yeah. I'd really be shocked. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, what kind? And if of that's all they have, yeah, if that's all they have, they're in trouble. That's right? that's what I'm saying. They might as well just fold up their tent and just go. I mean, they're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, young people have to be laughing up their sleeve at them. I mean, I'm well, old and young I people. I think feel yeah. I think um, I think the next generations they feel very abandoned. You know, they were smart enough. A lot of the kids were smart enough to identify Bernie as a much more yeah. viable candidate who spoke to their concerns. The Democrats bypassed him, stepped on him, and look at what they got. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, uh, they st- they still aren't respecting them in the Democratic Party. Uh, no, not, you're right. Yeah, the other day they said they're not going to they're not going to consider. Um, you forget those people. The Bernie people, you know, the Bernie. Uh, right. So yeah, they don't. You know, they don't I, want to, I, yeah. It's, they uh, want to yeah, I can't explain it, and that's why I, I you know as angry as I am about Trump and this you know band of misfits and ne'er do wells and cheats that he's <laughs> appointing to you know ruin the country, um, Democratic Party helped make this happen. It did. 
and boy, they're continuing to behave in a way that will make people run the other way. Nobody's been right. doing that. That's right. And, you know, my biggest concern, obviously, is, and you guys are uh, smart to talk about the cabinet choices, but, you know, let's not forget that, you know, the Republicans have been planning and scheming for this, and, you know, Th- th- we're talking about the next 40 years with the Supreme Court, and that's that's the bigger problem, you know, is that he's probably going to have a chance to determine the makeup of the Supreme Court, I'm guessing, for the next 30 or 40 years. You know, there's probably going to be three uh, vacancies, uh, and he'll fill those vacancies with, you know, extreme right-wing conservatives. And uh, who knows then what our grandchildren and grandchildren's grandchildren are going to be dealing with. It seems to me like we're going to be facing a one-party system. I mean, that's or at the least, way the yeah. Uh, sometimes I feel like we have that now, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we pretty much did. Yeah, I think but, we did. But but now they've buried the other. But now party. we got like nakedly people who are just nakedly greedy and corrupt in charge. Yeah. Oh, With a chance Lord. again to shape the shape the Supreme Court. Well, we're just going to have to fight. You know, I I don't know what else to tell people, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's crazy, but, you know, um, Michael Moore sort of, you know, I think, you know, a couple of people were out there before the election saying, you know, this thing isn't a layup at all for Hillary and people aren't listening to the anger that's out there. I mean, I give Michael Moore credit on that. Yeah. I don't know what you guys think of him, but. I think what you should tell people is that they need to concentrate on the state level because I think there's going to be a lot of dismantling of government. That's what I'm concerned about. Me too. It kind of looks that way. So I think it's really important that uh, we try to have people in place of uh, like thinking and then support working people in unions, Uh, people who can represent the ordinary folks who really count in this country. Right, and that's well said. And look, the Connecticut a little bucked a little bit this trend that happened nationally on the 8th and um the state senate did end up in a tie which is going to be a mess uh but connecticut you know did vote i'm putting aside whatever we feel about the candidate connecticut did vote um over uh pretty convincingly in favor of uh, of the democrats in favor of clinton so you know connecticut's sort of an outlier connecticut's pushing against a lot of the bad trends that are out there but the legislature just got a lot thornier and uh, more yeah. worker unfriendly. So we'll have to see what happens in January when they start. You think it's going to be an uphill battle with uh, the newly elected in Hartford? I do. A lot of them ran on a, a platform of, of blaming public employees, um, blaming yeah, pensions. Can... And... and I'm very concerned about what's happening to the city of Hartford. I mean, what a mess, Larry. What a mess is right. And, you know, that could be a blueprint for um, kind of trampling collective bargaining agreements and pointing the finger of blame at the workers. So we are keeping an eye on that. That's a really serious situation. Yeah. Again, a problem that the workers didn't create. (laughs) No, I mean, it's like it's the workers' fault. Like, they just are doing their job. They don't have any control over these decisions that politicians make and they take the money and run and then they leave it to the next guy. The problem with Hartford is that they've had a series of corrupt mayors. Yeah. Absolutely correct. 
and, and like and with that, Roland, when Roland was at the helm of the state, you know, you know, yeah. the toll of corruption is really, really steep. And, and it um, goes steep. And the people that pay are the ordinary people like you and me and working people, Larry. Right. Those are the ones and, that suffer. Right. And I, but I do think that, I, I, I do think, too, though, that the Harford situation reflects the fact that, um, you know, we're a state that doesn't ask um, the wealthy to pay their fair share. Uh, we give corporations huge tax breaks, and we rely instead on, you know, local property taxes as the primary engine um, for funding services and determining education spending. And we've got to get away into a different system that um, makes us less dependent on the property tax and, you know, raises revenue more fairly. Um, that's part of the problem afflicting the cities like Hartford, and it's playing out in a really dramatic fashion in Hartford. But, um, you know, we, we can do better uh, as a state in terms of the way we raise revenues and uh, we tax people. And what we're doing now in this state is really kind of sort of taxing people's um, labor. You know, we're not taxing wealth. We're taxing the labor of kind of everyday working people. Um uh, like us, and you know we're paying a price for it. Oh yeah, and the poor people are paying a price for it in this state. I mean, I don't know how they're with the way things are. How they're going to turn Hartford around? I mean, they're looking to the adjacent communities to bail them out. I'm yeah. not sure that that's not a good plan. I don't think you get. I think you can pretty much of, figure out how that's going to work out. <laughs> yeah, you know? you're going to get a lot of resentment, and you know. They built. They're building this, this big uh, baseball folly. Now they want the civic center funded. How about a grocery store in downtown Hartford? Right. You know, like a small business. Yeah. You know, yeah, small right. business. Something that will uh, help the people that actually live there. How many people right. in downtown Hartford are going to be able to afford to go to a baseball game there? Well, and you're right. And there was a piece, obviously, in the news that you know they owe another three million. Um, uh, judge ruled that they they owe another three million on the stadium. You know, and again, I'm, uh, the residents didn't ask for this. The workers uh, employed by the city of Hartford, um, our librarians, our guys who plow the streets, um, our paraprofessionals, you know, our school crossing guards. You know, they didn't they didn't recommend this uh, as a path of for economic development, and yet, uh, you know, they're the ones and who are going to pay the price, and the residents who depend on these services. And so, you know, it's really it's you know corporate. You know, the baseball stadium is corporate welfare. Um, let's face it. It's disgraceful. I'd be surprised was, if that thing. But maybe it will. Well, again, I. No, I'm sorry. Then they want the the uh, more money to fix the what is it the. What do they call that? The, the Excel Center. 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 Right. <laughs> I don't know right. how they're going to expect anybody to go to downtown Hartford. Why would you go there? You know, they've got to think some work. You, you said it well, though. I mean, economic development too often um, in this country and certainly in this state, it favors the, the wealthy and the powerful. Um, and we saw it again, another hedge fund getting a $20 million plus uh, oh. economic stimulus package from government. Um, 
And really, you know, we're not helping small businesses, independent stores. Uh, that, you know, that's what's going to bring people back, you know, affordable housing, you know, decent housing stock for middle class, uh, lower right. income uh, wage earners, you know, homes that they can afford to live in. Uh, people don't actually live down to, in downtown Hartford. So that makes it doubly hard to attract people. So, um, you know, it's like common sense is just not part of the picture anymore when it comes to economic development. They still have like an 80 or 90, 90 mill rate or something like that down there on their houses. Uh, almost in Hartford? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's pretty high. I think, yeah, I think it was like 78 or 80, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. And now the poor people can't get any water. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, right. No, it's, it's, look, it's just, it's just a mess. You're absolutely right. It, it is. And, it's um, a disgrace. I feel ashamed. I gotta, yeah, I gotta ask you something. Terrible. Hey, you know, here's, here's something that kind of, kind of annoyed me when I saw this. With, uh, it says, how can Obama, who earned 3.2 million dollars in the last eight years, afford three mansions worth 25 million dollars? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it says, yeah. It says in the first, yeah. the three the most pricey markets: Hawaii, California, and D.C. A few years right. back, Obama said they could barely. Uh, well, see, well, the same thing happened with Hillary and Billary, remember? Uh, right. Well, they, they, they cried when they came out. Now they have over $200 million net value, net, uh, net assets. Right. Well, so they're, right. they're doing better from uh, whatever. Well, you and I and Larry know probably why they have all that money, and that's probably <laughs> and that's a good yeah. reason why the system is so bad. You know, it, yeah, it, we, you know, we have a corporate funded uh, system huh. um, and I know it's like pie in the sky, but, you know, at least we're here talking about it until you have publicly funded campaigns, um, until you take money and dirty money and dark money um, out of the system, um, you know, you're going to end up with uh, a system that enriches the very few at the expense of the many. And, you know, that's what we've got. I think Obama has you know, obviously been much better president than um, Bush ever was and Trump ever will be. Um, but the fact is that, you know, both parties are beholden to uh, a lot of um, wealthy and corporate special interest money. And as long as that's the system, you know, three of us and, and our friends are going to be fighting against it. And uh, all we can do is uh, keep fighting. Well, we until we have a system that can really um, – have someone with who's who's separated from the um, the money, who's not being paid off by all these corporations. We're not going to have a decent person to run the country, because right. you know, they they they're not willing to um, run freely for their constituency. You know they don't yeah. care about that. We're not their constituency. They see you know Mobile Oil, Goldman Sachs. You know, pharmaceutical companies. That, that's their constituency. We've become. We've You're become absolutely right. Yeah. You know, who, and, you know I, I don't know. I don't know that Bernie would have beaten Trump. I mean, obviously, early on when there was a primary going on, the polls showed that Bernie would have uh, was a better you know, candidate one on one versus Trump and um, Clinton was. But you know, the bottom line is, um, it would have been a hell of a lot more entertaining. And uh, you know, every politician has 
has dirt and has skeletons. It's, you know, it's not that Sanders was perfect, but we would have had a better, you know, more honest public policy debate. You know, I, I keep thinking back. Nobody talked about Social Security, about education, um, about housing and affordable housing. You know, it was just a, a nasty, venal campaign. Um, you know, the, the Democrats were lazy and took things for granted. Trump cynically um, played to people's fears. And, uh, you know, I keep thinking, you know, what would it have been like, at least if we had had uh, Sanders out there actually arguing about uh, Wall Street and arguing about income inequality, you know, the issues that really matter to people. I think he would have won. I really do. Yeah, we'll I never know. know. <laughs> I mean, I look, mean, I... Hillary, did, Hillary did win the popular vote. I mean, we know that this country you know, in a in a truly majoritarian fashion, um, elected someone other than Trump. Um, we just have this electoral college system, and I'm not here to open up that debate. You know, I'm simply saying that if um, 60 plus 62 or 64 million Americans uh, voted for Clinton, safe to say, I got to believe that, that uh, Sanders would have gotten that number and more. Oh, I think so. I think he, I think he would have won hands down. I think there would have been a huge turnout of millennials for him. And yeah, yeah. Um, I think because they were excited. Who, they were excited. We're very excited. And a, lot of, a lot of Trumpers uh, uh, were Bernie uh, supporters. Right, because he was against Wall Street. He was against these trade deals that both Republicans and Democrats supported. Trump is just cynically playing on all of those fears and anxieties. You know, believe me, he's only his government's going to be of, by, and for the rich. Um, but you know, just again, I, I I do think kind of wistfully or regretfully about uh, how the campaign would have looked had uh, a more honest guy been running against Trump, more honest person been running against Trump. And that, by the way, it didn't have to be Sanders. It could have been Elizabeth Warren. I don't, you know, just somebody who actually wants to take on Wall Street. I, I lost all respect for her during this campaign. Yeah, how come? How come? I have no respect for that woman anymore. Who's that? Elizabeth Warren. Oh, Elizabeth yeah. Warren. How come? Well, for two reasons. One is I think she's a she's a whack nut, and another thing is she's really, uh, you know, she she she, she the credibility she had. Uh, uh, backing up the banks and not backing up the banks or fighting the banks. That and was that her was, credibility. That was her only credibility. And after that, she she yeah. really hasn't passed anything of value in the in the in in, in the Senate. Uh, and she's uh, you know. And she kind of let that go. Yeah, and 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 I just lost respect for her. I mean, she I just think... went. She went. She went ballistic on Trump, and uh, you know, backed up Hillary like she was her uh, your best sister. You know, and I, and I I just lost all credibility for her. She, she, she mm. she's got nothing to me, and uh, and the same with Hillary. Hillary and jeez, uh, God Almighty, uh, you know. I thought Elizabeth Warren was pretty good before she supported Hillary. Well, she seemed and to have a a, a queen enough rep that she was doing something, and, and the I, banks didn't like her. But now, I don't think anybody likes her. She's no, just, she, she's, she's just seen like I, I think she's dead in the water as far as politics goes. I do too. But, but but you know, a lot of people I think are dead in the water and they get resurrected somehow. I don't know. Uh, but the I, American I, public has a short memory. Well, the. <laughs> That's the truth, you know. Um, that's that's absolutely the truth. I guess it's the, you know, I, I think the question is kind of where do we go from here? What do we do? How do we fight? And everybody's trying to assess 
how to do that. But, you know, one thing I'll say is that you guys have been there um, using the media, using social media. And I, I do think that, um, you know, let's, let's learn from what the bad guys did. And, you know, they went around the mainstream press and got their message across and uh, the unions, mine included, need to do that. Progressives need to do that. Um, people need to start getting a lot more creative and a lot more direct in, in um, fighting well, for their democracy. I, I think, I think what really thing. happened was, was everybody dropped the ball. They didn't really see it coming. Um, you know, these, mm-hmm. these, uh, I, I don't like them. I, I never did like these uh, liberal elitists. You know the, the the New York Times and the, the, well, the, the New Yorker and all. I mean, the, I mean, some of the most snide, most arrogant, most uh, um, uh, uh, sick crap I've ever read in my life came out of those magazines and newspapers this year, the Washington Post and all of them. It was horrible stuff I, 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 against Trump, but but against people in general. You know? It was so such and, a dirty uh, campaign. All it, was. Around. it was, and, and awful. like, and like, you know, this. I mean, I don't agree with the alt right thing at all. And if you look at the alt right, what it means is it's really not not a great thing at all. But kind of a nasty. But thing, the problem really. is, is that the the what what is missing, what or what people forgot, all right, is the uh, is the all white um, uh, um, uh, American, okay. Uh, and the white Americans are the ones who, who who have been suffering quite a bit. You know, they're working class people. They felt and, like uh, they weren't cared about. Yeah, and Trump suddenly said, "Hey, we, I'll care about you. I want to believe it's it." It's the white middle class and the, and the white working class. They want jobs. Right, and yeah. and and he despises the very people he claims to want to help. I mean, he's going to do nothing for but, that white working class. I really do think they're in for this tremendous betrayal. Um, because it was purely cynical, uh, a play, but it was brilliantly and brutally effective. Um, yeah, but you know, he fooled, he, I think he convinced a lot of people. I don't know if that's all true, but, uh, we'll find out. But I'll, I'll tell you one thing that uh, I see, and I, uh, well, worries me to, to some extent, is I see the, the, um, the militias, and I see the, uh, 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 veterans, and a lot of a lot of groups are really 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 behind him, and um, if he turns them off, he's going to have a problem. Yeah, if he if he does anything now to turn them all off, he's going to have a problem. But most people are just waiting to see, to what, see he what he comes up with. And some you know, and some uh, you know this mad dog Maddie. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, Maybe he, that you know, I don't I don't like the thought of him having Petraeus up there. Um, but uh, Mag, the Mad Dog, uh, whether or not he's great or not, I mean, he's the Marine's Marine kind of guy. Maybe he can um, bring some, uh, make some sense out of this Pentagon, you know? Cause he I, we'll see. <laughs> it, what's that? What? You know, we'll see. It's all up for grabs now. So, again, oh, I, yeah. I stick to my belief that um, this is one of the most cynical um, campaigns I've ever seen. Um, I've yet to meet a billionaire who actually cares about the working class. So, you know, if in fact, you know, and then so I think you're you're voting for your executioner and we'll see what happens because I, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. What I would like to see is all of that 
is already done. We can't do anything about it. But what we can do is um, the unions need to court young people, um, yes. just like Bernie Sanders did, using modern technology, podcasting, tweeting, everything that you can get into you need to do because anybody under 40, all they do is use a phone. They do everything on their phone. You know, they're searching, they're tweeting, that's their whole, if they lose their phone, it's like they've lost two legs and an arm. You know, it's uh, something they can't live without. So that's how they keep in contact with the world where they get all their news. You're right. Their and that's, Everything. you said it better than I did, Lila, and that, that's what I'm talking about. What I can't, you know, my job isn't to fix, it's not our job to fix the Democratic Party. They need to fix themselves. No. Um, the labor movement needs to get smarter um, and get more progressive with its use of technology. Um, I've always believed that, you know, the Republicans, I will give the, cre- the conservatives, you know, credit. They've had this kind of 40 plus year campaign in which they've put a message, they put messages kind of in front and forced candidates to adapt to the message. So whether it's, you know, government is bad or welfare is bad or public employees stink and are leeches, you know, they've been doing that for 40 years and, and forcing the candidates to kind of run to the message. And then it really got its incarnation with Fox News. Um, we have to do the same thing, you know, instead of like licking our wounds and complaining, you know, we need, and that's why I, I praise you. We need to, you two have been out there and we got to do more of this. But, you know, you gotta, but, you know uh, it's true. Fox News was a, was a major influence, but, but, you know, what happened was, is that CNN, Turned into uh, turned into junk. Okay, uh, they started right. selling stories. They sold their they sold their their their. Uh, I mean, they completely sold themselves out to to whoever paid the most money to them. You know, they would write stories. Uh, you know, and 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 uh, fabricate uh, total everything. Uh, they were they were extreme against against Trump, but they were came out extreme against against Bernie Sanders. Right? Uh, I've never seen people protesting. Uh, 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 a news network like they have this year, right? Uh, there's actually been physical protests uh, yeah, but in front of studios. I think uh, we're saying almost, but I'm kind of trying to support what you're saying, because that's my point, is that Trump and the Republicans this, at the presidential level campaign, they went around the media. I'm not going to get the Republicans, right. but Trump, yeah, they, they basically, they, they realized that most of America has no faith, trust, or belief in the efficacy or truthfulness of the mainstream media so they went around it and all i'm simply saying is that the labor movement can learn i can only speak for the labor movement i can't speak for anybody else we need to kind of learn some of those lessons in terms of you know not only communicating to our members but communicating to the public what we stand for decent wages decent benefits um, a piece of the american dream and if it means going around the mainstream media to do it we ought to do it because um oh, I you know so. Things have to change. And I, and I think I think you uh, I think labor should start picking their candidate that they're going to have, and it and it shouldn't be a Democrat or a Republican. It should be right. somebody that they can groom, that is young and knowledgeable and smart, and a union and a, and a union person. Yeah. You know that's that's what the parties do. They groom people that they want. Instead of right. taking some retread that the Democrats throw at us, why not create your own person that's going to support what you want? We should, 
is what well, people... again, I'm just saying that I agree. But what the Republicans have been doing, the conservatives specifically, um, have been doing, and you know, it worked with Ronald Reagan, and it, you know, who said government is bad and taxes are too high. Um, I, you know, I'm simply saying that <laughs> stick to your message, make your message appeal, and people will come around. So, you know. The, the the right wingers have really forced a lot of candidates through public pressure and perception um, to embrace the idea that you know pensions are bad, unions are bad, you know government is too right. powerful, um, the media is too liberal. I mean they've got people believing a lot of these old canards, and um, and what we should be doing is not you know rushing to defend the political party, um, specifically the Democrats. We should be rushing to defend you know pay, pension, and health care, bargaining rights, you know, the, the, the right of middle-class workers to have a decent standard of living and force the candidates to, you know, adopt or adapt, I should say, to our, our, our views. That's all I'm saying, you know. It's like, and, and I think oh, the other oh. side has done a good job of that. And I would like to see Labor pick its own candidate and groom its own candidate. Yep. Why yep. accept yep. someone that's pushed on you that really doesn't represent your beliefs? You know, someone that's, that's, okay, you have to compromise and accept them. Like, Hillary right. really right. never spoke for us, I don't think. No, she so. did not. Um, she just did not resonate with people. I really don't think so. I really don't believe that. No, um, she did not. Hey, guys, not. I got to, uh, yeah, I got to cut out of here, unfortunately. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, but, well, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. It's fantastic to talk with you. I'm glad you uh, tracked me down and we got to catch up. We, we're we going to have a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. This guy this year, my God, we're going to be a war. We're going to be a war. <laughs> but, uh, well, let's hope be armed and world. ready. All right. So, Lock um, and load. <laughs> it was really great having you, <laughs> and we look forward to talking yeah. to you when things are me more too. solidified. All right. Yeah. You take yeah. care. Have Hang a happy holiday. Thanks. You Bye-bye. too, Leo. You too, Lila. See you. Bye-bye. You're good. And that was Larry Dorman, the ASME Union. And we're uh, always happy to have Larry with us. And uh, the uh, I wanted to say uh, there's a lot of issues. One thing I was going to mention, is, uh, which is kind of a little bit frightening. Which is? Um, there actually was uh, a breaking Trump announces plan to eliminate overtime pay for 20 million Americans. Oh, my God. And what a devastating and uh, anyway, we got uh, says uh, this is from uh, where is this from bipartisan report. This came out actually last month. Came out on the 21st um, of November. It says uh, President Donald Trump's most rabid supporters are in for a big surprise that is not going to make them very happy. Since Trump's election, when Republicans have been made clear, made it clear that they are already in cahoots to appeal Obamacare, reform taxes, and do away with several regulations that were issued late in the Obama <coughs> administration. Um, weeks before the 115th Congress uh, even begins, uh, House representatives are laying the groundwork for a major push to repeal uh, President Barack Obama's most recent regulations uh, using the Congressional Review Act. The 1996 law allows this House to reverse regulations enacted within the previous 60 legislative days 
and the uh, Senate to pass a repeal <coughs> by a simple majority instead of the upper chamber's uh, typical 60-vote threshold. Mm-hmm. One of that's the nuclear option. Uh, one of those. Um, there was a, one of those little regulations uh, they plan to on repealing is a regulation that guarantees time and a half overtime pay. Overtime pay is oftentimes the savior of individuals who have bills and families to take care of. Mm-hmm. Knowing they can score overtime, they work their asses off to guarantee the bill gets paid. The bills get paid while putting groceries on the table. Uh, and House Republicans are currently in the process of making lists of regulations that fall within their time frame and could potentially be uh, repealed early next year. One of the major ones they're eyeing is Obama's overtime rule that requires companies to pay time and a half to employees who make under uh, roughly $47,000. I don't quite understand this because, right, because... um, well, what happens is no, I don't. Under, what I don't quite understand is why 40 hours doesn't apply. But um, well, they very often at some of these fast food places, yeah. they make some poor soul uh, manager. Managers, uh, yeah, and, and they're required to make to work hours and hours, and they're not compensated. That's right. Yeah. So maybe that would fix that. That's yeah. The, that's that, there's a pay scale of less than anything less than forty-seven or five. You have to <coughs> give somebody over. Like places and, like Dunkin' Donuts, and yeah, you know they make some poor girl a manager, and she has to go in and because too. nobody yeah, shows retail, up. Yeah. And yeah. but they don't get time and a half. They you know they're like slaves to that um, business, but yeah. they're not getting overtime because they're management. <coughs> Anyway, um, Dr. Bradley Bine, Republican of Alabama, comments is, we have heard over the past year that it would have truly dramatically bad effects, not even on employers, but on employees across the country. How could it be bad for employees? But Brian also had... It could be bad for employees if they don't get time and a half. No, this is... bad for employers because they have to pay time and a half. Well, I don't know why it would be bad. They're saying it could be bad for employees, too. Yeah, uh, I don't understand uh, that. I can give you the names of tons of private sector businesses who will either have to eat that cost or pass that cost on to their customers, right? Because working over 40 hours a week doesn't have detrimental mental and physical health effects on people. Um, at least with overtime pay, They'd be compensated and take care of the families. But frankly, most of us would rather pay a little extra for our kids' happy meal from McDonald's if it guarantees a single mom inside the work work over 40 hours would be compensated appropriately. I, I think that I don't. I wouldn't mind since I don't eat McDonald's anyway. But um, but those are the people they're talking about. Yeah. The real the real irony. Uh, yeah, oh, the, the other thing was is they knocked down uh, $15 an hour for McDonald's jobs, you know, and stuff like that. Well, now McDonald's, in, in, their, in, the, in, in spite of what they did, uh, is now coming out with uh, uh, automated uh, cashiers. So they won't have anybody. So they won't, have it, so they won't need anybody, uh, you know. Anyway. Uh, anyway. And. Uh, so how many people will they have there? One? The manager who's yeah. working 100 hours a week without overtime, yeah. Does all the cooking and all the whatever it does. It's crazy. But anyway, um, so 
something about the real irony behind this, however, is who will be affected by such a repeal? CEO pulling uh, firm Target Smart, uh, polling ter- firm Target Smart, yeah. CEO of polling firm Target Smart, <laughs> uh, Tom Bonier, uh, pointed out a real kicker behind this on his Twitter. Um, according to the exit polls, almost 20,000 Trumper. Trump supporters will lose overtime pay under Republicans' current plan. See, it's like so. What they're going to do? No, what they're going to do is they're going to uh, undercut the people that and they don't want to do that because those guys get guns, right? Those guys got, you know, those guys, gonna be very are, those guys are going to be really pissed, and I'm going to be one of the guys that is really pissed too to see that happen, and uh, you know. Um, and if all they got is uh, is wing nut uh, Joe Biden uh, at uh, at uh, 80 years old, All the money that we have a $20 trillion deficit, all right? 
But yet the Pentagon has misplaced eight and a half trillion. I already read that. Nine trillion by the Federal Reserve. Nine trillion. Where the how do you misplace $9 trillion? Yeah, or 2.4 or 19.9 trillion in the overall the tax havens and everything else. I mean, it's like, come on. And then you're going to, you, you, you're going to, you, 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 uh, I, I don't know. I, I just don't. You've been rendered speechless. Yeah, it, it just frightens the hell out of you to think that, you know, these bastards could think differently than, I mean, it, it, you can't give a poor guy something to eat and, you know, you take away his job, you take away his overtime, you take away his uh, health care, you take away everything, and then you say, "Oh, screw you!" You know, well, we can we can lose 19.9 billion trillion dollars, and nobody gets to, nobody's accounting for it. Um, but you can't have your food stamps, or you can't have your your uh, health care, or you can't have your Medicare, or you can't, you know. So here's something interesting about what's happening up in North Dakota. So let me get this straight. Riot police from 20 agencies who have no jurisdiction at Standing Rock are invading sacred land to arrest American citizens on private property in North Dakota for peacefully protecting local water from being poisoned by a company run by a Texas fracking billionaire at the expense of U.S. taxpayers. That's a good question, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, what, what, does it make any sense? No, and I was glad to see that they don't, didn't allow I them I, to I build under really the... I he's, he's supposed to be so super invested in that pipeline, but it's questionable how much he actually is invested in that. Uh, Trump. NASA has compiled a list of the best air cleaning plants for your home. How about this? So what's best? Uh, we might as well look and see. The Dwarf State Palm, yeah. Boston, Boston Fern, Fern the, the Kimberly Queen Firm, the Spider Plant, I have one to know those, Chinese Evergreen, uh, Bamboo Palm, the Weeping Fig, Double. Devil's Ivy, and the Flamingo Lily, lily and the Lily Turf. Well, hmm. We should look at this. Isn't that pretty? Flamingo Lily. That would be fun. Yeah. Houseplants are awesome indoor cleaners, but some of them are more effective than others at sampling out pollutants and toxic chemicals in the air. The infographic highlights the best air filtering plants according to a NASA study. NASA researchers set out to find the best ways to clean the air in space stations. <clears throat> then their clean air study found the plants below are effective at removing benzene, formaldehyde, tetraethylene, xylene, and ammonia from the air. Chemicals have been linked to health effects like headaches and eye irritations. Let's see. Hmm. Trichloroethylene is found in printing inks, mm-hmm. paints, lacquers, varnishes, adhesives, and paint remover stripper. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. Okay. Yeah. And they don't say this, but I think the trichloroethylene is also used in uh, laundry. I don't know laundry. Is, no. Um, what do you call it? Um, dry cleaning. All right. Formaldehyde. Found in paper bags, wax paper. I know it's in wax paper, too. 
facial tissues, facial tissues, paper towels, uh, table napkins, particle board, plywood paneling, and synthetic fabrics. Hmm. Formaldehyde. Benzene. Used to make plastic, resins, synthetic fibers, rubber lubricants, dyes, detergents, drugs, and pesticides. Can also be found in tobacco smoke, vehicle exhaust, glue paint, and furniture wax. Xylene, found in printing, rubber, leather, and paint industries, tobacco smoke, and vehicle exhaust. Ammonia, found in window cleaners, flow waxes, smelling salts, and fertilizers. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Oh, there. Yeah. Go ahead to this one. Just a second. Let's go back to this one. Let's see if we got any calls. Okay. Uh, and let's go back here. Right. Well, there might be some other things, yeah, too. I think we've had enough of that article. Are you sure? Yeah, we already have. Because they, yeah. they, they did some, uh, something interesting down here, too. See, you go into, the, into what happens with the chemicals when you... Yeah, well, we can, people can go to the article themselves and read that. Let's go down a little further. Well, I don't know. I, I just thought it would be interesting to, for people to know what those were. Uh, oh, there's some more plants, too. Yeah. Bro- Broadleaf lady palm, the Barberton daisy, yeah. Constock dracaena, English ivy, we have that, variegated snake plant, um, red-edged dracaena, peace lilies, we have plenty of those, Florus chrysanthemum. Hmm. Well, we have some plants that are really good. Oh. And see so. that some of these things that they take out, like with mm-hmm. uh, see with formaldehyde, <coughs> symptoms associated with short-term exposure include irritation to the nose, mouth, and throat, and in severe cases, swelling of the larynx and lungs mm-hmm. from formaldehyde. So there's a lot of it in all these things that we have. Um, Trichloroethylene, yeah. Symptoms associated with short-term exposure include excitement, dizziness, headache, nausea, vomiting, followed by drowsiness and coma. Uh, yeah. So if you're in a coma. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can be. Um, I remember years ago, many years ago, when I, when I uh, many, many years ago, probably uh, back in the 70s, um, I worked in a, um, I worked in a factory uh for a while, and uh, they had this they had this trichloroethylene in a big big in a big 55 gallon tanks drum, and on it it had, it had a big skull and crossbones that don't, don't you know don't inhale don't this and that. How do you remember it was trichloroethylene or what else what could else could it have been? No, that's what it said on the barrel, well, trichloroethylene, right, with the big skull and crossbones on the on the thing. Mm-hmm. Well. Those bastards tried to tried to get us to use that without without uh, ventilation, mm. right? Yeah, and there are people that were stupid enough who would do it. You know, I refused because I I, I wanted you know gloves and what it said you needed, which was breathing equipment and uh, proper ventilation. Mm. And um, because and then I went to the union on the issue and I got blah, blah, blah. but I mean eventually. Within the but before the afternoon was out, I had a, I had gloves and a ventilation mask, right? Mm-hmm. But you know what? 
I'm, I'm saying this because this is the kind of stupidity you have in these in these factories, and some of these people, some of these crazy old people that work there. This woman, this older woman, she she uh, she said, she, "Oh, that's foolish," and she used the stuff without gloves, without breathing. Guess what? She died. No, but she she wound up uh, fainting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is one of the things they tell you to do. Right? Mm-hmm. And guess they what? They tell you to do. No, it tells you on the thing. Don't, that can happen. That, that can happen. Fainting, vomiting, headaches, all that kind of thing, and, and drowsiness and coma. Can put you in a coma. Mm-hmm. Well, it made it, put, it made her unconscious. I'll mm-hmm. never forget. It. She she fell boom, and uh, and uh, they take her to the hospital. They took her to the hospital and all that, and she's out. And that's it. And I and all I had to do was say, you know, told you guys, you know, you know, you're gonna you I could be there, right? Oh, well, guess what? That was changed, and uh, you know. She should have had a major lawsuit once time, but she was stupid enough to want to do it without any protection. And she well, had a chance she, to do it with protection. Well, she, I fought like a son of a bitch to get the protection, and this stupid old lady decided she, she was going to show up the whole world and be, uh, you know, stupid. You know, people like that, uh, Jesus, they, they, you know. They fight against their own They cause. fight against their own people, and it's like it's like what what's happening with the Trump people there. Uh, I'm worried about that because, you know. That's the kind of people you're, you're, you're. They go against their best interests, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, if ever you run into benzene, symptoms associated with a short-term uh, exposure include eye irritation, drowsiness, dizziness, uh, increase in heart rate, headaches, confusion, and in some cases can result in unconsciousness. So all of these things can 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 kill you. That's why you should have houseplants. <laughs> I'll never forget that as long as I live. Yeah, but that's how they are. You know, if people you you fight for for your rights, you know, people's rights, and then you know, some 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 belligerent, stupid person, you know. Uh, well, here's something: if insiders reveal Hillary got so violent after losing, extreme measures had to be taken. Yeah. No. They put her in a straitjacket. No, she attacked a couple of guys. She attacked Podester and her campaign people. Oh. Kept it all in the family. Yeah, Insider reveals, this is from Conservative Tribune, but Insider reveals uh, Hillary got so violent after losing extreme, losing extreme measures had to be taken. And during the second presidential debate, discussing her email problem, Hillary Clinton said that it was just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail, Trump responded. Yeah. If Hillary Clinton goes to jail, she could should be she goes to jail, she should be fine. She should be fine though. As it turns out, what she did after her election loss proves her temperament is well suited for her behind bars. According to radio host Todd McKinnon, Ken Cannon, a CNN reporter, told him that when Hillary released, realized she was going to lose the Democratic presidential nominee, physically assaulted campaign managers Robbie Mook and John Podesta. 
and a CNN reporter tells me Hillary became physically violent toward Robbie Mook and John Podester about midnight and had to be briefly restrained. So, huh. That's interesting. I don't know if that's true, but... Yeah, who knows? Good doubt. The CIA guy who wrote about the CIA guy, the uh, uh, Secret Service guy that wrote about it? Yeah. Yeah, he was... Uh, uh, he said that she she throws stuff and she beat up she she hit the, she would fist fight the bill and yeah and he saw it. he was there he had to break God it up man. yeah trail of trash yeah that's the Clintons let's see breaking Trump moves on first Muslim ban liberals watch in horror. Oh, yeah. No, what he did is he banned the uh, Muslim Brotherhood. They were, they, they, you know, the CIA, the FBI, and everybody had them labeled as, as, uh, terrorist, group. as a terrorist group. And yet uh, they, uh, they were Obama, protected by Obama. Obama protected Because his brother was in Well, not just that. His mm-hmm. brother was the bag man mm-hmm. to Tuna. So they said. You know. yeah, that's what, no, this was, this was long, uh, a couple of years ago when they started. He was an Egyptian and uh, he in Egypt and so on. But um, President-elect Donald Trump may not be in office yet, but he has announced he's all for a ban, Muslim ban, and it's not the type you think. Although, according to uh, w, w, uh, conservative, conservative Tribune, we plan uh, he plans to jumpstart legalization. No, legislation oh, that Le- would clear would, would classify the Muslim Brotherhood as a terrorist organization. Correct. The legislation introduced in 2015 by Texas Senator Ted Cruz <coughs> has been held up by the Obama administration's steadfast refusal to request Correct. to recognize the Egyptian organization in a connected American offshoot, the Council on America Islamic Relations, as a terrorist group. Now, they also, they, we funded the Muslim Brotherhood mm-hmm. in Egypt and then when they overthrew uh, Mubarak. Yeah, right? the Egyptians. Yeah, we were right. funding them. And they still are funding them. So, okay. anyway, and, that's uh, what's happening with that. And you know what? We've come right we've to the come end, to the end, of, end of, of our show. We've come to the end of our show. Oh, man. That happened fast. Didn't it? Yeah. But anyway. So, folks, I hope you enjoyed our show. Think about... Whatever. All the opinions. <laughs> yeah. uh, Trump is making. If you don't like them, think about what you can do to prepare for the next election. Think about concentrating in your local think, area. Think and about what you can do before that, because you have to. We we may have to. Um, we may have to get uh, get cranky again, like we did yeah. years ago, and go down and start protesting and make yeah. a whole lot of noise and and get things done. So, so let's think about we, that. Think about what your power is and how you're going to use your power. Uh, concentrate on your local elections because I, I think there's going to be a lot of dismantling of federal government and there'll be more responsibility for states. Think about that. <clears throat> I don't know whether it's a good or bad thing, but we'll see. So I hope you have a nice rest of the week and a good weekend, folks. Talk to you next week. Yep. Good night. Talk to you later.